Welcome in to a brand new edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Rick and Bubba here. Now today, Bubba, we move into really a popular category. These are what we call Rick and Bubba Profiles. That's right. The behind the scenes of the folks that work on the show today, Michael Hams. Michael Hams, better known as Hamsey on the program. Hams, welcome to the program. Bottom of the barrel, huh? No, no, no. Huh? Yeah, no, we're working through it. I mean, we want to go through all the different uh, people that uh, that have joined the, the program, and I think there's a lot of interest. Or Coach Leach couldn't do it again. Right, or Coach Leach pushed <laughs> yeah. us again. Uh, eventually we'll have that one, but uh, no pressure. You, Look, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. You're getting this – really, if you think about it, you're getting it over with. Yeah, well. Yeah, because you've been dreading it because you knew we'd unpack and get in sure. there. And you never know what we're going to ask you. I know, I know. Well, I know. Let, let's let's go back to, to the beginning of, of your relationship here, and then we'll kind of get into your life as much as you want to. But So Bubba and I have been with Speedy for almost the entire 26 years. Uh, you arrived on the scene as you know technology was changing, and and uh, really you were you were brought on to be almost like a interpreter yeah. uh, to our IT department because there were phrases and things that <laughs> I certainly didn't understand, and and Bubba understood most of it. But you were here to try to overlook at the way we were handling our IT department to see if we were being uh, you know maximum efficient. And uh, so through some opportunities that presented themselves, you ended up not just consulting, but actually being the new IT guy. And, and what year was that? Oh, my, 2009. 2009. Yeah. And you, so I'm, I'm starting, I'm about a quarter into my 11th year with you guys. Wow. I met Bubba about 13, 14 years ago on a tennis court uh, through a mutual friend of ours, Tracy Causey. Mm-hmm. And we just developed a friendship, started playing a lot of tennis together, started hunting. I actually met you for the first time on a hunting trip that we all went on. Speedy was actually there. So when I came on board in 2009, Greg was the only one I had not met. So, and of course, I always tell this story. Greg gave what I think is the greatest compliment that anybody could get. One day in my office, I think I'd been here maybe two or three weeks, and he walked in my office as serious as could be. And he looked at me and he goes, I got to tell you something, Helms. I was really worried when Bubba brought in one of his tennis buddies. <laughs> but I got to tell you, you're, you're not so bad. You're all right. That's about and I as, thought that yeah. was the ultimate compliment. Yeah, that's about as good as it yeah. gets from Greg. Yeah. You're not too bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's and I think this is going to work out. You, you were not, you were telling me, if I recall correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were not that familiar with the show. You were familiar with, with Bill Bussey. Yeah, and 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 didn't you tell me that your wife had to inform you uh, who you were playing tennis with? Well, it, a little bit. So what was funny about that story is we played tennis one night, and I came home and I was excited to tell Amanda who I played tennis with because she listened to the show. I did not I understood. Okay, and I remember saying, "Hey, you're never going to believe who was there tonight. Played tennis, got to meet." I said, "So much fun." I said, "Bill Bubba Bussy from the Rick and Bubba Show." And she said, you making that up. <laughs> and I said, okay, think about it. If I was going to make somebody up, it had been like Michael Jordan, right, yeah. Jackson. <laughs> right, right. I wouldn't have made up Bill Bowen Tebow. Right, yeah. And then it was a couple of days later we connected on the phone, and, of course, all roads lead to lunch. And so we went to lunch one day and friends ever since. So, Bubba, let's talk about from your point of view. So – do you where where was when did your wheels start turning that maybe Helmsley could be part of the team? Um, you know, I think uh, when we started playing tennis, and you know, you're always asking everybody what they do, and he was in the IT business, and I may have bounced a few questions off of him or something, and you know, we our situation here was changing, and uh, I think I even mentioned to him that we, you know, were kind of 
going to be transitioning from in-house to maybe out-of-house with a, an overseer or something, and he was actually going to help us uh, try to find that person. And when we started looking at uh, all the stuff, uh, he said, you know, I, I might fit that bill. And, you know, I kind of thought the same thing, too. So it uh, it kind of worked out for both sides. I can tell you exactly the day that this started happening. Um, it was October, uh, 1st of October, end of September of um, that fall because college football was on. And I'm not – Tim Tebow was at Florida, and they were playing Arkansas, and I was at Bubba's house watching football games because that was a normal thing. We'd play tennis. We'd go watch football. We'd yeah. hunt. And so I was over there, and I don't know if you remember – you may not even know this, but as we're talking, and it just like you said, you said, Helms, you've been in the IT world for seven, eight years. You tell people what to do with their IT every day. We're going through changes. What, what do you think we should do? And we talked about that. I remember, though, Bubba, Betty actually was, was there, and she looked at me and was like, why don't you just do it? And I was like, well, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I could. I don't know. But that was going to be a big change. Or as we call it, pulling a Dick Cheney. (laughs) (laughs) You remember, he was supposed to help Bush look for a VP, and then he said, well, I've looked at all these people. I think I fit the bill. Well, I will say this. My schedule at that point in time was not presenting an ideal situation for me to come here. I worked for a subsidiary with GE Healthcare um, in the IT medical industry, and I also owned a part of a franchise. So in all honesty, I, my schedule didn't allow – I was going to have to let go of a ton of things that I had really spent a lot of time building in order for me to come be a part of the team. But I will say this, too, I was on the road a lot, and my family was getting into a situation where I needed to be home more. So this situation that kept presenting itself was starting to be appealing not only to me but my wife and us trying to say, okay, it's time that you stop running the roads every day of the week and let's be at home more. And knowing that I had somewhere, just one spot that I could go to every day was very appealing. So when 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 you started working here, you were not that familiar with the show. No. Did did your wife encourage you to start getting familiar with it? <laughs> well, did you start getting familiar with I, it? Well, I'll, I will say this. about When Bubba and I first met, um, I was not familiar with the show. But as you develop a friendship, yeah. you start thinking – Bubba would ask me about certain things that would happen in your life in regards to the show, and I would think, well, my goodness, I don't know. I'm not informed. Like, I really ought to start listening to my buddy's radio show. Right. Like, I mean, he if he's this important to you in your life, maybe I ought to listen to him. He's, it's readily available anywhere you can get it. Sure. And so then I started being informed and fell in love with the show, actually. Really? So yeah. it, did, it did appeal to you yes, in the beginning? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I was more, you know, it wasn't that you wasn't appealing to me. I just didn't really know about right. You, you, you were, you were. I think you told me you were into sports radio. I was, and, I was and, big uh, sports guy. And what's funny is, and I didn't know the, any of this till till I got acclimated within the show. But you know, when you guys started in Gadsden, my parents lived across the river. They live in that same house today, but they lived across the river from where you guys were broadcasting. And so there were probably times when I was on a wave runner or jet ski or a boat or skiing out in the river right out there beside y'all and had no idea who we I ne- none of us were connected at that time if we knew things Bubba and I talk about this all the time mm-hmm. if, if if somebody come to us and say let me tell you how this is going to go yeah. and, I, and we think about that all the time so let, let's jump I, in I couldn't have been more shocked if it had been a burning bush yeah you right really <laughs> so really you came that here in 2009 but um tell tell the the audience that may not know kind of the Helmsy story um, so where you came from, you know, what, uh, you know, what the things you've done, how you met your wife, all that. 
So I, I grew up in Gadsden, Alabama. Uh, my parents are still there. I went to the, in, I was in the Glencoe school system, so I went to elementary, middle school, and high school there. Uh, from there, went to college, Jacksonville State, so that's another tie. Um, was there in, from like 97 to 2001 and got a business degree. Um, you know, the mindset of, of uh, me that, that time, I got a business degree. This was the thought process that went into that. I played baseball at Jacksonville State, and all the baseball players were either getting education degrees or sociology degrees. And the only reason I went business is because it was something different to do than everybody else. It was really sad how I made that decision. But I did get a business degree, barely, um, have the diploma in my office to prove it. And I met Amanda at Jacksonville State, um, and we – I guess I was a junior. She was a sophomore. And we started dating, dated for five, I guess about five years, then got married. We've been married for 18 years. Um, so, and we got three kids. Um, Braden's 14, Caroline will be 13 next month, and Maddie's seven, little Madeline, mm-hmm. seven. <laughs> yes. See, and y'all went through yeah. that. Y'all went through a new baby here on the show, and mm-hmm. it was awesome to walk through that with you guys. Um, we moved, I immediately moved to Birmingham when I graduated from college, and I actually lived with her brother. And this gets into, y'all will laugh at some of this, but for six months I lived in Birmingham without Amanda, with her brother. I was an assistant golf pro, of all things, at Oxmoor Valley, right down Robert Trent, part of the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail. Left there and went to Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Stayed there for less than a month. Mm. And... Guys, I tell you, I, it was one of those things. We, we have no kids. Amanda's knocking it out of the park with her nursing degree at this point in time. And I'm just thinking, I can't do – I can't suck a tie up in a vacuum cleaner cleaning a car one more day. Like, right. I really had a bad attitude. Quit. I told her, I said, I'm quitting. I'm done. And she just thought, whatever, he's not going to quit. And then one day I showed up on a Thursday, like at noon. She's like, what are you doing home? This is not good. So then I tried to sell insurance for about... I did not know this. Yeah, I tried to sell insurance. That lasted maybe two months, okay? And so I can't imagine what Amanda and her family were thinking. Boy, my my daughter has married a loser. This yeah. guy has had three or four different jobs in less than six, eight months. What's next? And one of my dear friends who was in my wedding played ball with me at Jacksonville State. He He's from Omaha, Nebraska originally, Brandon Myers reached out to me, and he said, hey, listen, I'm working for a medical company called Source Medical, and we're hiring a few positions I think you'd be perfect for. Now, you're probably not going to like what you're going to be doing. You're going to be doing some support, IT support. You're going to be on the phones a lot. You're going to be sitting in front of a computer a lot. But if you'll do this and do a good job for six to eight months, this company is growing, and positions are always available within, and you'll get one of those. And it will give you some stability that you need. He was very upfront because he knew what I was going through. Yeah. And he knew that I was making some bad decisions on these jobs and quitting before. I quit the enterprise thing before <laughs> I even had an insurance job. Right, yeah. Think about that a minute. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be comforting for a wife. <laughs> yeah, sure. And so um, <laughs> that was probably the best decision that I, that I made up until that point because I stayed with Source Medical for four or five years. And then Brandon and my brother left and went to another medical company. My brother came on to Source Medical after I did. So it was Brandon, my brother, and we were all good friends working within this company. They left. I followed them to that company and then left there for another opportunity. 
but I was in the healthcare IT industry for about seven and a half years. And then that's when I came on with Rick and Bubba. Then you decided to move up the ladder. Then come on in. Which, and, and you know, you look at this, and I say this to people all the time, uh, 11, 11, 11th year, if you were to tell me 13 years ago, hey, Helms, uh, you, I know you finally got this turned around and, and you like what you're doing in the healthcare industry, and I did. I kind of finally found my place. Uh, if you would have told me that I was about to be a part of a nationally syndicated radio and television show, I would have laughed you out of the room. So why do you think that you made that decision? Why do you think that is? Because, well, because you were leaving stability. I was to an area. You know, we had no idea at the time. Honestly, the IT world of apps and and even the extreme club stuff that we went through and and all the different uh, social media and all that. That still was pretty. It was still in, in its infant stage yeah. when you came here. Really, when you came here, it was kind of like, hey, make sure our website is working right. <laughs> Yeah. And and now it just continues to build and build and build. And you can see how important it is now. But to make that shift to a radio show that sometimes is seen on video, you know, that has a website and an online store, yeah. That that doesn't seem like that that's a move up in the IT world. No, and, yeah. and matter of fact it was um it it, it wasn't uh for me and it was one of those things too where honestly didn't have any idea what you had infrastructure in here when I made that decision. I hadn't had a chance to look under the hood. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what you had. I didn't know if I was inheriting a nightmare or a really good situation. So what made you do it? Well, here's what it was. Okay. It goes back to needing to get off the road. Right. And I had built such a um, network of folks in the medical IT industry that I knew I could always go back and do that. It's almost I, like you could dip your toe if, in. If I wanted to dip my toe into this for a year, and I remember you, Rick, telling me, you said to me, why don't you try this for a year? And if you don't like it, go back to doing what you were doing. And and so that's what I did. And and I knew that those opportunities would be there. Maybe not in the same company, but I like I said, there was a network that I could have reached out to and would have been okay in that world if I wanted to go back to that. Now, I had no idea that jumping into this would turn into what it has right well that well, none i was of, none of us i was did. I, who, yeah, I, I had no clue there um yeah. but i remember i remember there was a funny there was a funny there was about two weeks into me being here and i stayed in my office and you walked back there and you said hey look i know you've he said i, I know you've inherited some things around here that are not ideal but we do want you to come in here every once in a while and spend some time with us and so didn't really, I was like, okay, don't really know what that means. And I, I remember too, there was a, at first I didn't know what, like I would document, I would take a notepad and document when I would say something. I don't even know if y'all knew this or not, <laughs> no, I, I, but I like if did. I taught, if I was, if I had talked one segment, I would put it down on my notepad and I would tell myself, don't say anything for another three segments. Like, don't be that guy. Right. Don't be that guy. And so. You know, and every once in a while, I, and I never, I never really understand the board at first. I didn't understand whose mic was what because right. I was so new to this. And so I'd come in and I'd be like, "Okay, my mic's off, so I'm good." And then all of a sudden, I, you started after a few months. You knew you were getting to know me better, so you knew, okay, I know Helms can chime in on this subject, so I'm going to bring his mic up. And so then I got to realize, and okay. Rick's going to let me know when he wants me to talk because he's going to turn my mic on, and when he doesn't. Just shut up. Yeah. And so I was kind of watching all those things and learning all those things yeah. and 
And and then there was that uncomfortable moment about uh, a year or two later where you just got in the habit of turning all the mics on. Right. And I was like, now I don't know when to talk. Yeah, because I was mm-hmm. you, I was I was going off your lead, and so then I then I got back to documenting. Okay, if you talk here, then right. don't talk for another. You know, it's funny how your mind works, well, but I didn't want to be that guy that just came in and talked over everybody. Well, the, the show is such a stream of consciousness, and and there is a certain rhythm that you have to figure out. Even Greg, you know, we we were talking. Greg will tell you this, and and we talked about it. You know, Greg, when I would talk about him and Bubba, and I would talk about him as this character that was this blue-collar guy that would be brought up and call in every now and then and all that, he talked about, too, even though we know what Greg brings to the table, when you get into an ensemble of a panel and you, and you have the two main hosts and then everybody else is kind of available, I use this analogy all the time, that I sit over here as the ringmaster and I'm pointing to ring number one, ring number yeah. two, ring number three, and try to figure out what, what role does everybody play. Yeah. But like Greg talked about, you have to learn this rhythm, and, and sometimes we do it well, sometimes we don't, all of us, uh, me included, is that is, is even if I have something to say, i got to learn the rhythm of when to say it or nobody hears it. Yeah. You know, it gets walked on top of or I walked on top of somebody else. You know, it, your first reaction is, if I think of it, say it. Yeah. And, and then you have to kind of learn to pause and then put it in there at the right time. And the reason why I start opening all the mics is, like I said, there's gold that produces that we don't know how it's going to be produced sometimes. And if someone has that moment and they say it and you're, and their mic was off, yeah, then we missed it. Yeah. But at the same time, if the mic's on and, and you're not paying attention, now you're talking when you shouldn't. Yeah. So it's, it's a rhythm yeah. to the whole thing. There is. It's, or there if you is. have Budinsky that I have. <laughs> well, yeah, well we, all, that, we all have that at times. And, we do. And that's part of it. Well, I think it's we've uh, it's in I the same too. family as Rude Tourette's, but right. it's not exactly the same. <laughs> it is filtered, but it just comes out sometimes. So then the, there's the other part. You come in, you go, okay, there's safety in being the IT guy. I got to figure out a lot of this and figure out even what they want because sometimes yeah. Bubba and I, you know, we we haven't quite figured out what we want. When when we figure it out, we'll let you know, and we're kind of working through it. But then the dynamic of being on the air because yeah. I, I've always liked shows. Bubba and I really are doing a show that we will want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. And I loved these shows that everybody who's working on the show potentially could be on the show. Yeah, talking across the room to somebody. Hey, come here. I love that yeah. kind of stuff. Me too. And uh, and so. When, when you realized, okay, now I'm going to be one of the guys that my whole life is now going to be paraded in front of anybody. I'm not going to be the guy in the back room that we go, oh, Helmsy's got this up on the website today. It's a little scary. Now yeah. I'm in here. Yeah. And yeah. and did you, what was the first time, can you remember, and I don't know this, I, that you can even say there really hasn't been. I'm just going to assume there has been because I know there has been for all of us. When you went for the laugh on the show, you wanted to bring something <laughs> to the show, and then you returned into your community of friends and family. And you're like, oh wow! So that that a lot of people heard that. Yeah, and I think Amanda reminded me of that, mm-hmm. um, and she still does to this day. Matter of fact, I got a text from her yesterday um, reminding me of why she doesn't listen to Kickoff Hour a whole lot um, because <laughs> right. of some of the things that were said. And right. you know, there's been stories that I've told that she doesn't want me to tell. But it, it, you know, I sometimes I hope she doesn't hear it. Sometimes I think the laughs better. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just you know what's best for the show, and mm-hmm. so. Um, there's never really been a moment where I was like, eh, I don't know if I should tell that or not. I'm just going <laughs> for it. I've always been comfortable around you guys. And that's a, that's another, uh, testament to you. You, you guys make it so comfortable in here. You forget yeah. you're on the air. Yeah. 
And so I, I learned that really early on. I have to really, you know, watch it. But I look back on, you know, the college experiences with, um, you know, when I, when I was at Jacksonville, Coach Abbott, who I have many stories about, love that man, Rudy Abbott. He's one of the – he is the winningest coach unless something's changed in Alabama uh, school history with 1,003 wins. And I was at – his last year was my last year. And when he won a thousand, I was on the team that won the thousandth game. It was a big deal. It was covered. There was a lot of interviews. So I look back at those interview experiences that I had in regards to that that has helped me here. I'll never forget doing an interview at UAB. We played UAB one night, University of Alabama, Birmingham over here. And there was an interview that I did. And I got asked three questions. And to this day, I don't know what I said. It made no sense. <laughs> right. It didn't answer the question. Right. It was embarrassing. And I told myself that day, you be prepared from here on out. And so I still – to I still I wrote that on this little notepad. I still think about that day of not being prepared. And it could have been something simple that I could have done to prep for that. And so I always try to make sure I'm prepped before I come in here on whatever it is we're talking about. So you, you came here in 2009. Mm-hmm. So and, and certainly there's been, you know, all of us are in this process of growing spiritually. And, but you were coming off what for all of us is one of those markers in Rick and Bubba history where 2008, you know, we had, we had the big calamity. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I talked to a guy uh, in Mississippi this past weekend. He said, I just want you to go back and tell Bubba and tell the guys, I was listening to the show one day and you guys were talking. I literally pulled my car off on the side of the road yeah. and gave my life to Jesus. And I did, yeah. I've always wanted to just come tell you that to your face. Please yeah. go back and tell the guys. And all of us were involved in the conversation. Yeah. And uh, were you aware of that of that aspect of the show, or is that something um, that, that? Well, I I will say this, and I I, I may get too detailed here, but um, that weekend um, we were all going to Bubba's to watch the AFC and F- NFC championship games, and you were involved with that. Speedy was involved with that, and we were all going to watch the games. And I'll, I'll never forget getting a phone call from uh, – or may have been a text, I don't know, but it was just in a – hey, it was late on a Saturday night and just said, hey, look, we're not – something's happened. I'll fill you in later, but we're not, we're not meeting. We're not getting together. That's okay. Well, of course, then you, we find out the news, and, and um, my family came to the funeral, heard you speak that day. And that's when I realized, oh, wow, okay, so this, is, this guy's legit about his faith. This show's legit about their faith. And um, I will say this. I may not have grown up listening to the show, but I have grown up as a man being a part of this show. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and what I mean by that is I've got a long way to go, okay? We all do. But I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better friend. Um, the way I treat people and, and handle certain situations, my spiritual life is so much different today because of you guys, you two, Greg, Speedy, Adler. Um, and I don't truly know what my life would look like without the last 10 years. Really don't. It's, it's scary to think about. I always talk about, I always tell this to people when, if I'm speaking or whatever, and it goes back to having accountability in your life and these type things. But you know how I picture myself as if, you know, you can let certain kids out of the house and they run out and there's a fence there and, 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 and there's a, you know, or maybe there's not a fence there and kids run, they run out of the way. They can stay there 
and then you have the kids that run off. <laughs> well, I'm one of those that run off. Right. Okay. Yeah. I need the fence to protect me. Right. And I feel like y'all are my fence and have mm-hmm. been. Mm. And um, you know, I, I needed that. If that in 2009, I needed that fence. I was out running around and doing things that were just not who I said I was. And that was another reason. I, and I didn't really know. I, I had had about a year from Bronner and you, you speaking, me being at the funeral, and being around you a couple times, being around Bubba, knowing Hunter gave his life to Christ. Those things were all coming after me as a man. And... um Changed my life, really. And I've heard story after story from people that same way. I mean, there's a physician here in town that wasn't even part of the church, didn't even know you. And he tells me every time I see him, he says, hey, I, I ended up in the church that day and heard Rick speak. And I'm like, look, it changed us all. It really did. So so you have – the thing I love about what we do, and, and we were talking about this and all everybody, the entire team, I think what we – I know I'm – most thankful for and, and and this is one of the things that, that you've talked about before and others i think we should never forget there people don't normally go to work and know that they get to have fun know that they get to do something that they love and then know that they have opportunity after opportunity to actually do what is asked of every person that claims to be a follower of christ yeah. most of the time people are trying to figure out how to make what they do impact and that may just be that you're at the office and you're a light there but but it's incredible to be able to come here and to have all those dynamics in one place that doesn't happen a lot that doesn't happen a lot no it doesn't it doesn't it is a special place a special thing that we get to do and 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 i certainly i think even for the first few years took that for granted because i was trying to find my place on the show i was trying to find myself as a follower of christ i still hadn't really figured that out and i still haven't but certainly better today than I was yesterday, and hopefully that you know tomorrow and the next day it's even better that we continue to grow. But yeah, I, I, it is a special place. But I also think there's a there's a platform that shouldn't be wasted, and I think y'all do a phenomenal job with that as well because you do not waste it at all. You take every opportunity that you get. Obviously, we got to do some funny things and sure. entertain folks, but it's almost. It's so funny to see those moments and how much they're impacted, and we get the emails and comments on social media and. Um, just being around folks talking in the community, um, it's a big deal, and it's a big responsibility. I got an email today on, on, on the lighter note, and the person we said we were going to interview you, they said, please ask him what it was like to be in the heartfelt speech that led to one of the funniest moments in Rick and Bubba history, and that was good not look at that. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, uh, that was a request from a, yeah, from a, a listener to ask you about. Well, one of my favorites. And, and, and Greg says this in the bit um, that he kept me from crying. I really owe him a thank you because I was, <laughs> I was very emotional, and I didn't realize talking about that team and that experience that I would get that emotional about it, but I was. I was headed down that way, and, and I wasn't kidding when I was telling the story when I was on the phone with my wife because it was a late night and we were coming back from Huntsville um, and it was during the middle of the week and you know you get back at midnight and have to turn around and get up at 3.30 or 4 um, being so weak and tired that'll cause emotions to come oh, out sure. as well yeah. and so, yeah. so all of that was just you know happening and so Greg really did he, he, you know as, as, as brutal as it was it's probably saved me from shedding some major tears well, Greg took care of that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. 
so the the dynamic of what became the kickoff hour. I, I remember, you know, you guys do a great job, and certainly all of you play support roles and and make Bubba and and my life so much so much easier. Absolutely. And uh, and you know just uh, to be able to just come in and talk about anything that's important, which isn't every day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of, of business stuff. But Bubba and I really, because of all of you, have the opportunity to show up every day and just do the show. Yeah. And uh, which which is just great, but the kickoff hour, you know, developed into an idea of the of the you know national sales team. For those of you that love yeah. the behind the scenes stuff, the national sales team really wanted us to have a live hour uh, that would be six a.m. on the east eastern time zone, the east coast. And Bubba and I, and and Bubba, you can speak to this. We just. I just think at this stage of our life, now, look, God could make us do anything he wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking absolutely. about as long as he makes it our decision, we just aren't going to get up any earlier than we do. Yeah, I mean, we get here, you know, usually early in the 5 o'clock hour local time, start at 6, and when they wanted us to get here at 5, I said, you know, I just don't think I can do it. I mean, I just can't do it. That That first hour I come in here and I read and – you know, wander around a little bit, try to figure out who I am, yeah. get woke up, because it's just so unnatural to be up that time of day yeah. anyway. But, uh, you know, so this this was the best of both worlds. It keeps these guys sharp, gives them something to uh, to work on, and it's a nice transition into the show every day. So so tell us about that dynamic when, when that started happening and what it's like for you three to try to put this well, thing, to get the thing started every day. It's funny, Bubba, you bring up with getting up early, because mm. one of the things Bubba told me um, 11 years ago, he said, listen, people are going to tell you that you'll get used to it. Yeah. And let me tell you, you're never going to get used to it. So to get that out of your mind. And you were right. And mm. I'm an early guy. And my alarm today goes off at 325 every morning. Mm-hmm. But early guy would have been 515, 530, mm-hmm. not 325. And it is a big difference. And it's not natural. And our bodies are, are paying a dear price for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my early time, by the way, before I started this job, my early days, straight up, early for me, I'm not making this up. I'm not even trying to be funny. Was anything before 10 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. That that was my early day. Well, well and, and I'm aging for both of us. Right, so. right. As far as the kickoff hour, I'll, I'll never. I got a call from Bob Carey, who does the syndicated solution, mm-hmm. syndicates the show, and he kind of gave me this pitch, and he just said, "Hey, look, um, I trust me on this. I've been doing this a long time." And, and I didn't know anything other than to trust him because I hadn't. I'd been in the healthcare IT business right. and then being here for a couple years. Mm. And he said, you and Speedy and Greg have a chemistry that's hard to come by. Can't explain it, but I'm just telling you, you three have it. Can't fake it. And so I just, I just trusted him on that. And, of course, we did a sports show for a couple years before we started the kickoff hour. That kind of groomed us. Um, I remember doing the sports show the first day, and as honest, my dad is one of the most honest people you ever <laughs> you ever be around. And and I, I, he called me and he said, "I got to tell you, that's, that was a struggle," you know. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, "He said, I know it's just day one. Y'all yeah. probably get better, but today wasn't so good." <laughs> and, uh, I never knew you got that. <laughs> yeah, and so when well, we, I hate to be judged on the first day, oh, man. but but Can you I imagine will say our this, first day? But he's also the type that called me. When during about a year, yeah. he goes, I got to tell you, y'all, are, y'all have cranked it up. Y'all are doing a phenomenal you job. You got to figure it out. Bub and I had to figure it out. So, we had chemistry, but we still had to figure out what yeah. what are we and what do we do. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a major growth period for us being together. And then I'll tell you the other thing that has helped me more than anything on this show is hosting best ofs. 
because I'm only, I'm the only one here. You have to talk. You have to time things down. And so you're learning to run the board. You're playing things out of the instant replay. You have a bit that's timed down. Um, you're going to have 10, 15, 20, 30 seconds that you're going to have to say something or it's uncomfortable. And so that really helped me progress through this. Yes. Yeah, so have y'all kind of figured out uh, how the dynamic works? With the, with the kickoff hour, or is it, or is it, um, everything's evolving. Yeah, but but uh, the um, it's it's definitely if you knew all three of you, you're you're completely different personalities. Yeah, uh, but in in the hodgepodge, it, it kind of works. What what is it like to have to wrangle Greg every day? Well, mm-hmm. it's funny. Greg and I have actually talked about this. Mm-hmm. So I'm very I'm very intentional, very strategic. I, I study certain things, and and I, I'm I'm the guy that prepares. Well, then Greg is completely opposite of that. Correct. And so we have talked about, I need to go towards him a little bit, and he needs to come to me a little bit. And But at the same time, if we did that, that we say that jokingly, but if we did that, then it wouldn't be as good. And Speedy falls somewhere in the middle. And so it is it is a really good dynamic. And I hadn't been able to figure it out, but I just, we're, we're all three really good friends. You know, when, when, <clears throat> We see you guys a lot too, but we spend more time together than yeah, anybody. Yeah. And so, you know, we have our group text that we have as a team, and the kickoff hour has we have a group text. So we'll share things with each other that not nec- that y'all would think was ah, why are they sending that to me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so it's it's been fun getting to know them better, uh, not just from the way we do the shows, but families. And so we come in and talk about we because we're the first people here. We share things with one another that we won't share with y'all just because you're the first. You know, if something happened at night at the house, you're hearing it first because I need to get it off my chest. No, that's true. And so <laughs> we learn more about each other because of simply because of that. When you when you look at what you guys are, are doing, what was it like? And even I'm even thinking about Speedy, and I meant to ask him. We, we ask him. We interviewed him. It still is one thing to be in the support role. And another thing to say, all right, Rick and Bubba are not here, so we have to create create this thing from zero. Yeah. Because when you're in here on a normal day, Bubba and I get it rolling. Here we go. We got the, we kind of have the the vehicle yeah. rolling, yeah. and then you just kind of jump on for the ride. When you guys do the kickoff hour, you got to get the thing cranked up. Yeah. I will tell you what we do, and I don't know if the guys shared this or not, but so we get here. Um, Greg gets here usually first, believe it or not. He's about four a.m. And then I come in anywhere between 4.10 and 4.30. And then Speedy is 4.30. We're usually same time, or he's a little later. And so we're all getting here at different times. And so we've got about 25 to 30 minutes all together. And so we come in here, and we kind of just kind of doing what we're doing now. We're talking about our day, our life, and, hey, well, let's start here. And then – We'll see where this goes. And we were always asking the question, hey, we probably don't want to jump into that because I know Rick and Bubba are really going to want to discuss that. So let's just table that. But if it's a big story, um, then it may be worth talking about a couple times. And we also know that we're not going to say the same things in the big show that we are in the kickoff hour because we've got to carry the kickoff hour. So we're going to probably say more. And so um, it's, it's just a weird dynamic. And then through when we start, the, here's what's funny. A lot of people probably don't know this. When we start the show, we kind of have mapped out what we're going to do for that hour. So during that hour that we're actually doing the show, during the commercial breaks, we're prepping for the big show. Yeah, that, that's getting you guys yeah. stories and 
um, figuring out what's going on in your world, figuring out what guests we may have, what's on the calendar, any events, and those type things. And so we're, we're playing both sides of it during the kickoff hour. We're actually trying to produce a really good hour, but at the same time, we've got to prepare for the next four yeah, I thought about that because you guys are in support roles. I mean, your your only job isn't host. Yeah. So you guys, you got to worry about all the stuff on our social media and our and our website. Speedy's got to worry about what do we what do the guys need to know for the big show. Greg's trying to get all the commercials yeah. loaded and where they are. And normally, in a normal situation, <laughs> people in those roles would just simply do that. Yeah. 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 But but we're telling you guys are giving an opportunity to to host a show while you're doing all that. And see, Greg and I don't know any different. We we just came in yeah, and, that's did, and, and we, it's all we've known. I remember going. You were speaking somewhere in Tennessee, probably about I don't know five six years ago. And Greg and myself got on a plane with oh, you yeah. and I went remember, to and we went to the one the, the affiliates. And I'll never forget because we do. For it's those that funny. have never been here, we have a awesome setup. And every guest, I mean, you bring these big time names in here that have their own shows and been doing this for years. They always are amazed at this studio. That's one of the things, golly, this is awesome place that y'all get to come to work every day. And I'll never forget being at this affiliate. And it was a nice place. Don't get me wrong. In Tennessee, it was an affiliate. And Greg looked at me and he goes, this is where we should have started. <laughs> and it was a little dated, and it was the old technology. Oh, yeah. It was nothing, and it was just in this one look. The studio was the size of Adler's TV room in there. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, this is where we probably should have started. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. See, Bubba, right. they don't have the – We don't, don't know, know any different. They don't have the PID, the WHMAAM. Yeah. They, they don't have those stories. Yeah, they, it's hard to realize where you're at if you started by driving a Range Rover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, you didn't start with that beat-up Volkswagen like everybody else did. Yeah, so, so you don't even – when we talk about playing commercials off of carts – No clue what you're even talking about. No idea. No clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Playing records. No. No idea. No, no idea yeah. what that's about. I went two years before EBS I knew what tone. you. <laughs> Here's what's funny. I went about a year and a half, two years before I even understood what bed music was. Like when y'all would say <laughs> bed music, I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, because and it, you don't want to be that guy. You want to ask as many questions as you can. I, I'm I'm okay with saying I don't know, but when you're in this business and you've got people that are even people around here that know more about the radio business than you do that say things you're like i don't even know what that means i feel bad you know (laughs) did you you just want to ask somebody so i know what's the bad news so i've learned a ton as far as that goes as well well the industry in general i think when bubba and i bubba how can i say this we we when we wanted to build a team we really probably without maybe even knowing it we wanted to build a team that wasn't built by radio people. Right. Yeah. There it is. I said it. Yeah. You know, because Bubba and I don't really. I've heard fit, that before. We don't me. really fit in in the. Yeah. You're, you're, we know the deal and we worked every job you could work yeah. in radio, but we don't really. We're kind of outcast of, by the traditional radio people. And, and to bring in a whole team of traditional radio people, look at Bubba's face. Mm. Well, and, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and it's funny because if, if I was brought into we, one we of those situations. We just We just, we just can't do it. If yeah. I would have brought, been brought into one of those situations, I wouldn't have survived it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm more like y'all than I am. And that's why all this works, too. I'm more like y'all than I am them. Well, I have friends that are like that, but that's just not – I couldn't do that every day. No, couldn't. no. And, and the fact that Bubba said, and I think he's right every time he asked the question, there's really two things. This show is still on there because we generally like to be around each other. But secondly, we've never pigeonholed ourselves – 
and to say we do this one topic every day. Yeah, we're sports, we're sports, we're politics, even even the spiritual side of things. You know, I, I've I've never felt called to, nor I don't think I would desire to do Christian radio because yeah. I, I don't I don't want to be stuck in. One, I, I, certainly, our spiritual life is the most important thing, but your spiritual life still takes you into all these other things, and you operate in these other worlds as well. Hopefully. You know, if you get that yeah. right, these things actually are in the place they're supposed to be, but they certainly are not eradicated from your life. Yeah, you know, you you just you just talk about them in a different way, and you. But we still have a blast. And that is the one thing I love about this show is we do everything. We talk entertainment, we talk politics, we talk Jesus, we talk sports, um, and and then our lives and. One of the and well, I don't forget I, ham radio. Yeah, no doubt. And now me and you are NASA and SpaceX buddies. Oh yeah. But yeah. Um, the one thing I realized when we did do the sports show, you know, that was kind of I'd been in the business for a few years then, and I thought, man, if I could just host a sports show, oh, that yeah. would be the oh, ultimate sure. dream. Yeah, I remember thinking that too. And I remember doing that for two years. And when we were finished, I think I don't think I watched sports for six months. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I was yeah. drained. I just I went on a sports sabbatical. I didn't I didn't do anything sports. Couldn't watch it. Couldn't study it. And it was it, so. I am glad. I'm very thankful that we do it the way we do it. And it you know it complicates some things, especially for you know broadcasters yep. that are trying to put us in a genre or something. But yeah. like I say, I, I think that's been really if there's an underlying secret to longevity and not burning out, that's it. Yeah. I think you're 100% right, and, and I think the audience prefers it that way, but the business that we're in, the industry, does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and now, you know, with uh, you know, your, your role here on the program, uh, you and Adler, I mean, these roles are, are shifting into this whole new world of and, – and, and, we'll, and we'll be the ones that have to be the guinea pigs, and then we'll sort it all out. This just consumption of content – uh, that is out there in all these different platforms and all these different ways and how you organize your social media to promotion and market and and you, like this podcast we're doing right now and and then you know you get on your your YouTube and and your and your streaming apps and and then in the middle of that is that tradition of terrestrial radio it's a whole new world it is and you know you've always got your infrastructure issues with servers and firewalls and switches and internet and all those things to manage and that's easy for me i've been doing it for a while but what i do love is that we are jumping into these new industries and new businesses and new you know frontiers that that is new to everyone and so i get to hang out with my buddies every day but at the same time i'm sitting over here in my little spot Studying that, figuring that out, working with Adler, working with you guys, so I get that IT fix as well. Well, it's and, a good little mix. Yeah, it, it is, and and to see where all of that ends up, it's uh, you know it's overwhelming. But I, I think it is. I think where a lot of people w- are re- usually shocked. Now, certainly we bring interns in, and and they have they have a role, but they come and go. But all the things that go on, I mean, I'm I'm dealing with this now, even with us, some of the relationships we have with Blaze TV and some of this. I think a lot of times they forget, which is a credit to the entire team, by the way. They really forget that we are six people. Yeah. All right. That, that's it. That, that's all we have. One of the things yeah. that amazes people the most um, about this show, just out talking about in the community, is that we only have six people in here. That's it. That's it. And and there's a you know you have people that come from other shows that we interview, and they're like, where's everybody at? I'm like, this is it. This is all we have. 
Well, it's a blast. And I think that's a testament to each and every one of the people that are in this building. Oh, yeah. yeah no they, doubt. They, they do a great job. Everybody does. Yeah. Well, Hems, it's been great to kind of unpack uh, the Michael Hems story a little bit. And uh, it's only beginning. There's much more to go. Bubba, we've completed yet another edition of Rick and Bubba Universe. We may have to have Hams back and delve into his baseball hitting theories. Okay, fine. That'll be another upcoming podcast. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Love this, you guys. On this edition of Rick and Bubba University. <laughs>